Those Casanovians. Damn, we got five likes on this live stream already. I'm not even said a fucking word. <laughs> That's why I love this community. That's why I fucking love the Casanovians, bro. We've got two people watching and we've got five likes. Yeah, let me just show you uh this this view. It's a lot nicer than yesterday, isn't it? Um so even if it's not true and even if it's not real, we make it real by believing in it. Yeah, even if it's not real, we make it real by believing in it. So I was having a conversation with a friend of mine today, and that was the Epiphanova that stands out the most. And <laughs> we're going to explore that um, more in this live stream, how perception is reality. I, I don't know, there's something about that Epiphanova which really resonated with me. Like, even if it's not real, we make it real by believing in it. Mad. Um, so anyway... This one's titled, uh, what is it titled? I figured out the cheat code for attracting beautiful women. Lol. <laughs> um, shout out to Charlie Morgan. I've, uh, I've copied your, your title slightly, but um, funny, don't matter. <laughs> um, right, I've, ri I've written down uh, the modus operandi, so let me just read through this to keep me on track. So I want to use this live stream to share 10 epiphanovas that I've discovered on my journey so far, which have allowed me to attract women who once upon a time, I would have thought were out of my league. So by listening to this live stream all the way through, you're going to have everything you need to start attracting the women you want, rather than settling for the ones you think you can get. So first of all, let me do a quick CTA. If you don't know who I am, my name's Christian, and I run an elite private network called Entourage for high achievers who want to become the greatest seducers on the planet in the fastest possible time. If you're someone who wants to be going on multiple dates a week, have more high quality options than you know what to do with and finally feel in control of your dating life, hit the first link below and apply to join us. Um, just to clarify as well, because some people were asking yesterday, once you become a member of the Entourage, You'll also be getting an individually tailored one-to-one -one, five-day in-person coaching experience where I'll be helping you get your game to God-level status. So hit the first link in the description to find out more about the Entourage. <sighs> All right, so um, let me give you some background information because I think that's the most important thing. Like if you are completely new to my stuff, the first uh, sort of bullshit detector is who's this fucker? Why should I listen to him? <laughs> Um, so I started my cold approach journey on the 4th of July, 2020. Okay. So at the time I was living in a grotty apartment in central Leeds. I just ended my long-term relationship to pursue cold approach, but I had no idea what I was doing. And to make things worse, I look like a fucking turnip. <laughs> um, but in a relatively short space of time, I've gone from being a complete noob to cold approach to becoming the best in the world at daytime cold approach and the quality of women I'm able to now attract still blows me away. So I'll have these moments when I'm on a date with a girl or a particular conversation is going well and it's like the, the former version of me is still catching up to the current version of me. Yeah, like that, 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 that myself four years ago, that turnip, troglodyte, you know, guy with with like no money whatsoever living in that grotty apartment it's like 
the former version of me still catching up with the current version of me. Um, so yeah, hopefully you can view me as a, as a relatable figure. I've used this channel to document my entire cold approach odyssey. So if you go back and look at my older videos, <laughs> you can see the transformation, not just the cold approach transformation, but the life game transformation, like me as an individual, um, how I've matured, how I've evolved and how I've improved. Um, and then, yeah, hopefully you can learn, learn through osmosis and hopefully my approach to life rubs off on you. So yeah, just do me a favor, like the live stream before I get into this, uh, this, uh, this list of 10 epiphanovas. got a lot of, uh, juicy sauce to spread across your, uh, your muffins today. So, um, yeah, just like the live stream if you like muffins, if you don't like muffins then <laughs> just like it regardless. Right. Um, the first epiphanova. All right. So on my journey so far, the more you open, the more you close. Yeah, this is this is one of the cheat codes for attracting beautiful women, right? If you want to be attracting beautiful women, right? If you want to have beautiful women in your life, women who you can pick up the phone to, schedule dates, have crazy experiences with, then you need to be approaching more beautiful women. Like this one sounds so obvious, but every single guy on their journey, and I've done it myself, you you begin to plateau and part of your hunger can dissipate. Maybe maybe you've met a few girls and you're getting on pretty well, but they're not really the girls that you're crazy about, but it's like, oh, she'll do. Maybe you've not yet. Maybe you've not yet developed true abundance, which I understand. And you, you begin to settle and you lose that burning desire to actually become one of the greatest seducers on the planet. But just remind yourself, the more you open, the more you close. If you want to be if you want to be attracting beautiful girls, then you need to be approaching more beautiful girls. Yeah. There's there's so many guys in this space who'll go online and complain that cold approach doesn't work or no girls like them. It's like, dude, how many women have you actually approached this week? Like how many women who you actually want have you approached this week? Like, dude, if you if you set the intention, and this is an intention that I suggest you set, if you set the intention this coming week, yeah, these next seven days, if you set the intention to approach and have conversations with 30 beautiful girls, like girls who you actually want, girls who you would actually date, set the intention to have 30 of these experiences this week. And that doesn't just mean you have to go out and do 30 cold approaches. You could do cold approaches, yeah, like... If, if you see girls on the streets who take your fancy, but understand like this, this is like, there's a difference between like street approaching is not just like day game is not just street approaching. And I like to use cold approach as the catalyst for the rest of my life. So yeah, you might schedule a few cold approach sessions. Yeah. Maybe you've got a wing who you can go out with for some added accountability. You might schedule a few cold approach sessions, like go out for 90 minutes and aim to approach seven beautiful girls. But like you also are able to use the sessions to socially energize yourself. So if, if I know I've got an event in the evening, if I know I'm going to go out um, to a bar or, I don't know, some nightclub later on in the day, then I will schedule a 90-minute cold approach session to, to set me up for that event. So that when I get to the bar, the nightclub, the fucking restaurant, the rooftop bar or whatever it is, 
I'm the most magnetic version in that room. I can go over and I can approach the most gobsmackingly gorgeous girl. I don't need alcohol. I don't need to spend the first 90 minutes of the night getting warmed up because I'm already the most socially magnetic version of me because I've used cold approach as the catalyst for the rest of my life. So yeah, this one's really important. Like the more you open, the more you close. I don't know if you follow Alex Hormozzi on YouTube, but Hormozzi, um, he once shared this anecdote which which really hit home and underscored the importance of volume. I might be getting the figures wrong, but essentially he was working for this company and he had to give out flyers, you know, like flyers to like get people to buy to buy his shit. Anyway, he, he, he delivered 300 flyers and made zero sales. So he calls up his boss. He's like, dude, I've, I've, I've delivered 300 flyers and got nowhere. <laughs> and his boss is like, 300 flyers? Bro, we test with 3,000. And Homo's is like, oh. And, and this underscores the importance of volume. Like, whatever you think is a big amount, <laughs> try tripling it. Yeah, like, when I was when I was first starting my cold approach journey, when I was going hard with this stuff, I was doing 80, 80 approaches in a weekend. So Saturday, Sunday, so 40 approaches a day in London. And this is when I was filming as well. So it was just like... People underestimate, like, the reason, like, part of the reason why I was able to get so good so quick was because I was going all in with cold approach. And this is why I recommend to you to have this 90-day obsession period where you aim to do 30 cold approaches every single week for a full 90 days. You give yourself permission to go hard with the skill set. You watch the videos, you read the blogs, you listen to your podcast. You live and breathe this skill set of cold approach you go hard and then you go home, right? It's like master cold approach. So you can forget about cold approach, right? It's like the learning and then the unlearning. But I think any guy who's serious about mastering this skill set needs to have this 90 day obsession period. And it might seem like a hyperbolic goal. Maybe some weeks you get like 20 approaches, but I think having this lofty goal, it I think our goals should terrify us and they should push us to become more than we feel as though we're capable of because that's going to hold us accountable. Um, but yeah, just, just bear in mind, the more you open, the more you close. Um, I put here, your actions must match your ambitions. There's no good saying you want to be dating beautiful girls, but you're not approaching any beautiful girls. Yeah, if you're... If you're one of those guys who's complaining about the quality of girl you're able to attract, but the girls you're approaching are your typical girls, then, then you're the problem, yeah? So, you know, we become what we practice. So set the intention this coming week to approach 30 girls who, even girls who who your mind thinks is like out of your league, right? Really, there are no leagues. It's like, you know, perception is reality. It's real because we said so. Um, but yeah, and, 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 and bear in mind as well that when, when you are putting yourself out there more and you are pulling the trigger more than you usually would, you are going to get a lot of rejections. Yeah. You are going to get a lot of blowouts. I get blown out and rejected more than anybody else I know. It's because I'm, I'm more prepared to put myself into more conversations compared to anybody else that I know. It doesn't, it doesn't mean you need to become an approach machine. No. But what it is, what I'm, what I'm making you aware of is volume, volume, volume. Yeah, if, if your current um, if your current approach, let's say, if you're currently approaching 10 girls a week, then then do 30 a week, yeah? And just, just bear in mind, like, the more you open, you are going to get 
more blowouts and that's fine you know rejection is a rite of passage and if you're not getting rejected you're not playing the game properly <laughs> it's like well yeah like not every girl's gonna be into you but i think this is this is the first cheat code yeah it's 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 making sure your actions match your ambitions and ramping up the volume yeah approaching more beautiful girls than you're used to um and that's going to be the first biggest breakthrough for you yeah so that's the first one i think did i put more excited to win than you're scared to lose probably all right so that was the first epiphany over um the second one is a is a, a concept which i call enigmagnetism all right so becoming an object of desire through mystery so this this notion of of mystery and being this this almost this puzzle that she craved to solve i found that this is seductive rocket fuel because if you think about it, we live in this world where you can find out a lot about an individual. Like you can just go on to like their their Facebook page or I don't know, some someone's fucking Wikipedia. But like information abounds and all the information that we need right now, it's available. Like in an instant, we can find out basically anything that we want, right? So we've been accustomed to this immediacy. Oh, I'm hungry. Let's go on the, the takeaway app. Boom, I've got food. Oh, now I've got information. Oh, now I can get like a AI fucking sex doll robot and all my needs are met, whatever it is. So by being almost this glitch in the matrix, by being this this object of desire through enigmagnetism, then you become more of a compelling character. Yeah, I'll actually link um, an interaction which I had. It's, it's quite an old interaction, but the old ones are usually the gold ones, right? Um, and it's an interaction, like you'll be able to see the full infield conversation. I'll link it after this live stream's finished, but it demonstrates enigmagnetism in real time. I think I used to call it enigmatic magnetism, but I, th I found that enigmagnetism just sounds better. So you'll be able to see, see me cultivating this air of mystery with a girl who I've just met. Um, I think that'll be really useful. Um, but yeah, this notion of enigmagnetism, like think about the James Bond, like man of mystery, right? It's actually part of the reason <coughs> why I, I don't like... I don't like instant dates anymore. So my issue with instant dates is you can end up sharing too much about yourself too soon. It's like, right, we just met. Now we're getting a coffee and now I'm telling her my entire life story. She's telling me her entire life story. And this, this spontaneous romance has almost become polluted through excessive familiarity and as well girls can still flake after that instant date because she's already had her instant date experience with you now obviously you can you can try and make something happen on the date there and then like if there is just flirty fucking fireworks and it's just on then yeah you can you can go from the starbucks to your penthouse in mayfair i, I don't know what i don't know where you live but if you did live there and obviously that's a thing but I much prefer, and I think realistically, this is the route that you're going to go down because you're not going to be pulling every single girl onto an instant date and you're not going to be pulling every girl from an instant date back to your penthouse in Mayfair, right? So the way that I run things now, and I've this is the best, this is the best way that I found it to, because the, the impression that I want to give off when a girl meets me is who the fuck is this guy like you know just just blown away by this enigmatism yeah like 
obviously me being a magician for 10 years can feed into this but i don't really talk about the magic that, that much anymore i use it as more of one of those like atomic phrases where you know, I just I, I might just say it like off the cuff, like yeah, I used to be a magician, or like my Instagram handle is at Christian Magician. So basically, this is the way that I run things. I will aim like when I see a girl that I like, I will aim to have a short, punchy interaction, no more than five minutes, and then I will typically close using Instagram. All right, and and my Instagram is set up in a way where. Instagram for me is a perfect portfolio to project pre-selection and it's a landing page that I use and I, I I allow my profile to do the work. Yeah. So, you know, I've I'm I'm this guy who's gone over, I've had the audacity to approach her stone cold sober during the day. I've already violently differentiated myself. I've set myself uh, set myself apart from the sonambulating brain dead masses and it's like oh my god this guy this attractive guy has actually come over and he's got the social intelligence he knows how to stop me he knows how to talk he's probably done this in the past and got good results from it so the virtual selection is getting flooded in there and then i close via instagram she goes onto my instagram and you can go over you can you can you can see my instagram and at christian magician imagine you're a, a beautiful girl who's just met me and now you're landing onto my instagram so i've got pictures of me with attractive girls there's pictures of me traveling i think it's like pictures of, of me in thailand and the highlights itself so you can see my international lifestyle and it's all done in an attempt to to create this enigmagnetism where it's like wait who is this guy what does he do for a job does he even have a job his bio says he's an artist but why is he with these girls like how how is he going to all these different countries so and this is what i want to create like this is the impression that i want to create because this is this is when i say i'm i'm allowing my profile to do the work she's getting more invested without me needing to say anything else yeah the profile is doing the work and i know a lot of guys have got an issue with um instagram and using social media but what what i'm trying to get across here is social media it's a tool, right? The same way that a knife is a tool. Like a knife can be used to chop carrots or commit a violent crime. It's, it's up to the user how you use it. Like social media is not going anywhere. So why not use it to our advantage? I think if you are actively going out there and you are cold approaching and you feel as though you've plateaued or you feel as though you're not getting much traction, especially with the, the really attractive girls, like the girls who you really want, it's not going to work against you if you have a compelling Instagram. And to be honest, I think the, the real reason why guys are resistant to building a compelling Instagram is not because they don't think it'll work. It's because they can't be asked with the perceived effort, right? But you get out this process, what you're prepared to put into it. Yeah, like I've been building my Instagram now for the best part of five years. Like it looks good. I'm not claiming to be some like Instagram expert. There's plenty of people with better profiles and me but it complements my character now yeah like it's it's almost like i don't know your linkedin bio yeah if you're like looking for p future work it's like you know i'm actually proud to show it up anyway 
Um, enigmagnetism. Yeah, that, that's the second epiphanova. If you don't have a compelling Instagram profile yet, like start today. Yeah, just start today. Like your future self will actually thank you. Um, but yeah, this, this notion of enigmagnetism being this puzzle actually craves to solve. Yeah, you can try and do it all like over text. You could be vague. You could try and be mysterious. Maybe she asks you what you do for a job and you're like, oh, don't worry about it. Or she's like, uh, I don't know, like, do you do this often? Maybe you can just be like, maybe or like, I like saunas, like don't really, you know, just like being, being vague, like not being too vague. But anyway, I go over that. I go over it all in the video. I'll link it below after this live stream so you can actually uh, see that. So that's really good. Um, number three. Okay, so the third epiphanova, this one's really important. And I got this from Zamperion in The Alabaster Girl, which is an incredible book, which I recommend everyone reads. I'm not affiliated. It's just a great book. It's changed my life and hopefully it changes yours. Um, the third epiphanova is a man who loves women is loved by women. All right. This was this was one of the biggest epiphanovas in my journey. Yeah, it's like a man who loves life is loved by life. A man who loves people is loved by people. A man who loves women is loved by women. Yeah. So and <laughs> what I found to be true as well is it's it's, it's radiating this aura of a lover of women. Yeah, most people in this space, they have this this war, like battle of the sexes, war of attrition. You know, it's us versus them, the whole like fucking red pill manosphere. And it's like, dude, <laughs> like we all just want to connect. You know what I mean, it's like we want to want to have these amazing experiences with amazing people. Um, But interested in her as an individual, like, this really was a big breakthrough for me because I was reading Zan's work. I understood the point he was making. Okay, a man who loves women is loved by women. However, if you want to hit that deep level of connection with a woman, then you want to express verbally and explicitly why her, right? Like why, like what in particular about her are you attracted to? Because, you know, we have to remember as well, like beautiful girls, they're, still insecure yeah and, and and being able to see the person behind the beauty yeah okay she looks really good but you know beautiful girls are secretly lonely yeah because they never feel truly included in the plans of their friends because their friends are oftentimes jealous of them guys just objectify them and or don't actually see them as people it's like oh she's hot that's it um, but for me, it's like, I want to know more about who this person is. I want to know her values. I want to know if she's going to make a good mother. Yeah. I want to know, um, yeah, just who this person is beneath the beauty. And I want to find, you know, character traits, like why her? Yeah. Like, what is it about her, which compels me to want to talk to her and, and find her interesting? You know, so if you are talking to girls and they're like, oh, like, what do you do? And it's like, oh, I don't know. I do modeling. It's like, okay. Like, what else do you do? Like, there's a video of me talking to this Swedish model where I go into that. But I think the being able to just dig beneath the surface, yeah, reminding yourself, right, a man who loves women is loved by women. Like, that is a crucial realisation because I think a lot of guys get into this space. I do think a lot of men today are misguided. I'm not trying to shit on anybody, but it's almost just like, women women function more as these as these trophies yeah it's like oh you know i just need to get my notch count up and all this fucking bullshit again it is what it is um but i think there needs to be this notion of beauty desensitization as well you know so i'm telling you right 
approach more beautiful girls. The more you open, the more you close. A man who loves women is loved by women. But if whenever you see a beautiful girl, you've got this, this, this resistance to going over and saying something, then it's going to be difficult for you to actually create these connections if you're terrified of actually starting that conversation. Um, so you might have seen the community post that I posted before, but in July, I'm running a beauty desensitization boot camp in Stockholm, Sweden. Um, the purpose of this boot camp is to help you get the women that you want rather than settling for the ones that you think you can get. So we've all been in that position where you see a beautiful girl, you see a gobsmackingly gorgeous girl strutting down the street and your thinking brain is like, oh, you, know, you reject yourself. Yeah, you reject yourself on her behalf because you, you think, oh, she's too good for me. I'd never be able to approach her. Really, you just lack beauty desensitization, right? You just you just need to bypass all of the bullshit when it comes to attracting beautiful girls. So that's the reason why I'm running uh, the Stockholm experience. So beauty desensitization bootcamps in Stockholm, Sweden. You work with me, I'm surrounded by the most beautiful girls on the planet just taking a sledgehammer to the resistance that you've got to approach the girls who you actually want. So you're going to return home a fucking new man and then you'll finally be able to approach the beautiful girl. So yeah, if you're interested in joining me in Stockholm, it's this July, um, just DM me the word Stockholm on Instagram. So my Instagram is at Christian Magician. Just DM me the word Stockholm if you're interested in working with me in Stockholm this year. It's just a July thing only. It's, I'm only going to be there for a month. So yeah, if you're interested in that, um, DM me the word Stockholm on Instagram at, Trist at Christian Magician. Okay, so the fourth epiphany Nova uh, when it comes to attracting beautiful girls is talk to her like a brother, look after her like a father. So I referenced this on a, on a live stream yesterday, but I think this is really important. This was a mindset that I got from a friend of mine, Alex, who's part of the entourage. And it's a mixing of these two energies. Yeah. So what I found to be true is guys are, are usually either one or the other. Like their energy is either really top heavy. Yeah. So they are more of the nice guy yeah they're more of that people pleaser they're very accommodating but they're not arousing or on the opposite side of the spectrum you've got guys who are just a complete asshole right they've got zero social intelligence they lack empathy for other people they're just a nightmare to be around right very rarely do you find a guy who is in that sweet spot yeah that sweet spot where he basically can do both. Yeah, he's got that seductive versatility. So that's why number four is talk to her like a brother, look after her like a father. It's this energy of, of the playful protector in a way where you have the charm, you have the charisma, you have the playfulness. Like imagine um, just like a brother. Yeah, you can like take the piss out of her. You can take her off a pedestal. You can um, just have fun with her, right? But at the same time, you've got the groundedness and the dominance and the authority of the father figure. Yeah, she knows she can have fun with you, but she also knows she's looked after by you. She knows that you can protect her. That's why I say the playful protector. And when, and when a woman can see that you're able to fluctuate in both energies, you're, you're able to ask yourself, right, what does the moment want? Okay, I can, I can be silly. I can have fun right now. Oh, there's a guy playing music. We can go and dance, you know, just kind of like, just, just like lose ourselves in the moment. But then when shit hits the fan, she knows she can trust you. And, and she knows that 
you're able to lead her on adventures that the both of you are going to enjoy. You've got boundaries, you don't take any bullshit, and she respects you, yeah? So like we said yesterday, a woman cannot be turned on by a guy who she doesn't respect. And I certainly <clears throat> discovered this the hard way. So I remember when I was learning call approach in Leeds, so I was getting dates. So because I was, because I understood the importance of volume, I think because I had my background in magic, and I think just because I was, a, I was a tenacious motherfucker. Like when I started this, like I knew I wanted to get really good, really quick. So it took me three weeks to get my first two dates from Call Approach. Happened one after the other. Um, but then a couple of weeks after getting my first two dates, you know, at this point, I'm like, I'm feeling like the guy, I'm like, yeah, I can get dates on demand, bro. You know, like fucking cold approach, easy. <laughs> but like day game is the ultimate equalizer. I got humble very quickly. So like a couple of weeks after my first two triumphs, I was on a date with this girl. I think she was from Latvia. And I was able to see in that moment how quickly a woman can lose all attraction for you. So we planned to go to this bar, but on the website, it said the bar was open, but we got there. It turns out the bar was closed, right? And she turned to me and she was like, where should we go now? <laughs> and being my former noncy, unattractive self, right? This was me at 23 years old. I completely floundered. I was like, oh shit, uh, I don't know. Like where else is good? Like, do you know anywhere good? And I was I was outsourcing all responsibility onto her. So she 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 almost like just took my hand and was like, yeah, we'll go to Hedrow House. It's just up there. And, and I could just tell in that moment that like this was the start of the day. But because I floundered and I wasn't able to be decisive and be that father figure, that protector, she she could no longer trust me to make important decisions. And you might think, oh, this is so like this is like so micro, but it's not because your ability to remain calm in the chaos and, and and marinate in that moment and be able to make decisions when the moment calls for it like all this stuff it projects your proclivity as a protector yeah so the way you do anything it's the way you do everything so in that moment she lost all attraction for me and then <laughs> i even there was a moment on the day where i thought huh I could probably kiss her here. I could probably kiss her. And I didn't. I, I pussied out. And it was just it was just a terrible date. Like from start to finish, it was terrible. But I understood then and, and I think, you know, we have to have these car crash experiences to actually become proficient drivers. I learned the importance of leading, of owning the situation. Even if you don't know what to do, just taking it by the hand and be like, yo, look, yo, come with me. And I could have just walked and we could have found somewhere. But yeah, in that moment, I was like, right, I've still got work to do. Like, I've still, I'm still not the man that I need to be. And that's okay. Um, but yeah, I think that that's a crucial epiphany there. So talk to her like a brother, look after her like a father. I think that's fucking great, great wisdom. Um, yeah, I like the live stream for that. We're only on number four. I'm dropping some serious Casanovian magic here. Um, so number five, the fifth epiphanova was is she needs to fear losing you. All right, she needs to fear losing you. I've put here the goal is not to become attractive. The goal is to become irreplaceable. Yeah, so girls, 
girls who I've dated in the past, they have become massively turned on when they saw me flirting with other girls, yeah? And they might say things like, oh, I don't like it, you know, I don't like it when you flirt with other girls, but listen to her actions rather than her words, yeah? And I knew full well, because I'd become fluent in the language of the feminine, because I understand intersexual dynamics, I understand evolutionary biology and psychology, like, I know that jealousy is a major attraction trigger for women. Like, <laughs> if you think you're a jealous person, you have got no idea. Like, when it comes to women being jealous of one another, like, it's fucking crazy. But I knew that these girls in question, I knew they actually loved it when I was flirting with other girls. So, you know, when I was in Leeds, if I went out to, like, some bars or a restaurant, I would just be... I would just be flirting with them, right? I'd have the mindset of, of seducing the world. And I think, I think this is actually super important for us as guys. Like, if you're someone right now and you're pursuing... Like, let me just explain my relationship dynamics. This is going to be like a whole other live stream. But, right, let me just hit it quickly. I'm in a position in my life right now where casual sex no longer appeals to me. And I am really looking for that wife-worthy woman who I can do life with, right? Now, for that relationship to work, for that relationship to flourish in full blossom, I still need to be able to, we'll just call it cold approach. Why? Well, first of all, cold approach is my business and I want to keep my skills sharp. I want to have skin in the game. Yeah, I want to still be able to to document my, 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 my learnings with you. But for me to be the best version of me and the best boyfriend that I can be, I need to have permission, full permission to be free. Now, this doesn't mean that when I'm in a relationship with a with 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 a girl that I really care about that I'm gonna be like throwing my dick around, like fucking, you know, sleep like sleeping all this like all this nonsense which gets spewed out on the internet, like, oh well it can be the relationship can be open on one side, like I can do what I want, but she has to be loyal. It's like, mate, shut the fuck up. You're only saying it because one influencer made that semi-popular. Now everyone thinks it's cool. But this whole notion of like, oh, I'm a high value man, so I want to be able to, you know, sleep around. I just think, no, you've just got no fucking discipline. Right? It's like, just get over yourself. So anyway. However, I still want to be able to flirt with the world. I still want to be able to exercise my God-given right of face-to-face -face communication. Like, I still want to feel free to be me. Yeah, because if I'm if I feel like some puppy in a box where I feel as though oh, when I'm out, I can't, you know, if I see a girl, I, I can't go over and give her a compliment or I can't engage in a cold approach conversation with a gobsmackingly gorgeous girl, then I'm I'm not operating at full capacity. I'm operating from a place of lack rather than from, from a place of wholeness. And that's going to affect our relationship. And also, women are never truly out of the game. Yeah, so when I'm in a relationship with a woman, she's still getting attention. If she has an Instagram, she's getting DM'd. When she goes to the supermarket, she might be getting approached by guys. When she goes out at night to a bar with her friends, then she's going to be getting approached. She's going to be getting hit on. So they're continuing to have this sense of, of ego validation, right? They're, they're continuing to get approval, approval from the masculine, which I think is still healthy. Like she still wants to feel beautiful. Um, I'm able, I, I'm going to be able to give her all of like, like meet all of those needs. But point being, those emotional needs are still, like she's not out of the game. But when a guy is in a relationship, in most relationships, he's almost 
he almost becomes castrated. It's like he's only allowed to enjoy his woman. And if if he if his eyes start to wander, then oh my god, he's cheating. Wait, and, and look, it's it's nuanced, right? It's not me being like, right, I'm gonna be DMing other girls, I'm gonna be cold approaching, going on dates and like hooking up with these girls. It's it's a pact that I think is important for me to make with that girl. Like I'll sit her down and be like, listen, for this relationship to function, here's what I need from you, and here's what I continue to like want to continue to do. Um, I just thought I would put that thought in here because this is just where my mind is at the moment. I think I will make um, another live stream once I've actually solidified these thoughts more, but ho hopefully you, you understand what I'm saying. Like, I still want to be free and have the permission and the freedom to pursue the things which invigorate me. Um, and I do think that's important. Um, but yeah, she, she needs to fear losing you, right? So women what i've learned anyway i don't like starting starting these sentences with like here's what i know about women or or women 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 it's like yeah you know like i think there's too many people in this space who consider themselves experts it's like dude it's like you've got such limited experience but anyway i feel as though i'm an authority figure because i've actually lived and breathed this stuff and it's all documented on the channel um but anyway what what i've found to be true is women want to be with a guy who is desired by other women right women want what other women want and if your woman sees that you are an object of desire and other women want you and also if she knows you have the capacity to replace her then she's going to become more attractive she's going to become more invested right it's 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 this abundance yeah it's this abundance mindset you can't fake abundance either you either have it or you don't um there's a brilliant quote in the bible which is like he who hath more will be given right he who hath more will be given this gets misinterpreted this doesn't mean that oh well if you're born rich or you're born a natural or you're born good with women then you've you've hit the jackpot but when it's he who hath more will be given right it's like you've you've accumulated you've accumulated the the wealth the riches and the abundance it's like it's being in this flow of positive momentum like once you have you will continue to have that's what abundance is right it's not always having but knowing you can have yeah and this is why i try and make my journey as relatable as possible i started from absolute nothing i was living in that grow apartment i had 24 pound 82 of universal credit I, I couldn't pull a muscle i looked like a turnip i dressed like a more like none of this has happened by luck it's happened by design but my point being here is this is why mastering the art of cold approach is essential right because it gives you it gives you this sense of true abundance it's not always having but knowing you can have and for me this is how the healthiest relationships are born out of all the options available you chose her right most relationships are like it's not a case of you want her you just want someone so most relationships in the modern world are they begin from a place of scarcity right but once you know you can create options once you have options or when you have the the knowledge yeah once you have the knowledge that you can have options then your entire life changes your entire relationships change because you know at any moment this relationship that you're currently in can turn to dust and you're okay with that and it gives you it blesses you with this this non-neediness in a relationship like yeah you care about your woman you want to protect her you want the relationship to flourish and blossom like you want all those things but you don't need them and you're you're you have the you have the seductive intelligence to see how the world is rather than how you would like it to be um one of my 
one of one of my poster boys in the entourage um he he um he worked with me last may and when he started uh, sorry about that lads i think we're back do me a favor just just like the live stream if we're back yeah i think we're back yeah sorry about that it's a late district Wi-Fi, bro. Um, but yeah, one of my poster boys, right? So he came to me last year. We worked together in May of last year. And when we started working together, he was in one of the darkest places of his life. So he just come out of his 10-year long-term relationship. He was pretty much depressed. The game had changed massively. Like he'd met his like uh former partner down the pub, you know, <laughs> like when things used to be like that. Um, so he came to me, he knew nothing about how the current dating marketplace was operating. He, he basically was completely clueless. Um, and then in a relatively short space of time, we worked with each other. We did our in-person coaching in London. Um, he became part of the entourage and he was applying the skill set. Um, every single weekend he was going out in London, like learning, learning, learning. Now he's in this long-term relationship with a girl who is seven years younger than him. I think he's 33 or 34. Um, and life has never been better. But he said to me, the reason why this relationship supersedes his previous was because for the first time in life, the first time in his life, he knows what abundance is. He knows that if this relationship does end, he's not going to sink into some hyper depressive state like he did the last time, because now he's got the skills to make it back. Yeah, that's what abundance is. It's not always having, but knowing you can have. And the person who's most prepared to walk away has all the power. So yeah, this is this is a deep epiphanova. She needs to fear losing you. I think Tomasi has a term. I think he calls it dread game. I do have time for Rolo Tomasi. Um, like, uh, well, yeah, I think some of his concepts, sometimes I like to just nerd out and just like, yeah, let's go listen to some Tomasi podcasts. Um, but I like to just, I like to be a curator of content, which is what I want for you as well. I like, don't just take everything at face value. I think it's easy to fall down the red pill rabbit hole and take everything as the gospel, like, you know, being like feeding on all of the dogma. But this notion of dread game where she, you want to, there needs to be this, this twinge of doubt, like, huh, Maybe he could replace me. Maybe he could have better options. Like, why me? Why has he chosen me? And this is, goes back to what we were saying before. Love women and, and love her as an individual. Like, like, celebrate her. You know, like, I think sometimes guys think that like, just because they're in a relationship, that's job done, box ticked. It's like, dude relationships are like the ultimate self-improvement exercise like i've learned so much about myself in relationships but i think guys think you know there is a big difference between getting the girl and keeping the girl like keeping the relationship exciting not just for her but for you yeah maintaining this curiosity continuing to to find out about each other as individuals like going deeper down the rabbit hole together like the understanding of one another um in this beautiful intimate world I, th I think that's important but yeah she needs to feel losing you um right um the sixth epi epiphanova is self-adoration like if you follow my stuff for a long time you'll know that i banged on about self-adoration for so long uh, if you're a true casanovian and you listen to the podcast self-adoration has been one of my buzz phrases for a long time but in essence you must love and respect yourself yeah Put yourself on a pedestal, live for an audience of one, make sure you're operating from a place of wholeness rather than from a place of lack. The mindset that you want to have going into all your conversations is this is me, take it or leave it. Yeah, this is me, 
take it or leave it. And this is amplified by this abundance mindset. Yeah, if you... Like, acting as if is such a powerful exercise, yeah? Like, imagine right now... Or imagine the next time that you go out to cold approach. Imagine you've got seven gobsmackingly gorgeous girls in your phone book who you can call up tonight and have amazing experience with, yeah? Imagine how carefree, how non-needy you would be in your cold approach conversations, right? You could take it or leave it, yeah? And that mindset would be, yeah, this is me, take it or leave it. It's like your cup is already so full. All you want to do is just give. All you want to do is just enjoy yourself. Like you're, you're viewing the rep itself as a reward. You're completely detached from outcome because there is no outcome. You've already got all of your needs met. So you're just going out to enjoy yourself you're just going out because you love women you find fulfillment in the feminine and life is just cool so this this self-adoration yeah feeling comfortable in your own skin and just doing things which you enjoy like doing things which fulfill you and finding fulfillment beyond the feminine so for me you know my, my sense of fulfillment it's it's not just attached to women yeah, this is why I say to you, learn day game, don't become a day gamer. You don't want to make women your your entirety. You don't want to make women your entire reason for being. There's a really amazing quote in The Alabaster Girl, which is, women want to be taken on an adventure. They don't want to be the adventure. You don't want to be on a date with a girl and she asks you, what do you do? And you're like, oh, well, <laughs> I just cold approach girls and listen to Christine Casanova videos. It's like, it's not good luck, is it? So make sure you're finding fulfillment beyond the feminine. For me, it's making videos, it's traveling the world, it's coaching my guys in the entourage, it's sprinting up hills, it's spending time with my mom, it's reading esoteric literature, it's having a better relationship with God and all of these things this amalgamation, this this concoction of personality, it all it all feeds into your character. And also it makes you a more interesting human being. Like you've actually got stories to tell, you've got experiences to share. She's being sucked into your reality and she's like, huh, this guy's actually interesting. So yeah, just, just having this notion of self-adoration um, and, and finding fulfillment in many things. Um, Epiphanova number seven is men become aroused through their eyes, women become aroused through their ears. Again, this is another, um, we'll call it a perionism, another one from Zimperion, but men become aroused through their eyes, women become aroused through their ears. So it's who you are rather than what you have and becoming fluent in the language of the feminine. So I do actually recommend that you read The Alabaster Girl by Zan Perion because that book has changed my life and it, it's it supplied me with many of the lessons which I share with you. But when I first read that book, I wasn't really able to, to absorb it because I lacked the necessary life experience. So I think it's a book that will only resonate truly when you are learning in the library of life. But anyway, The Alabaster Girl by Zan Perion and also The Art of Seduction by Robert Greene. But I think this 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 um this aphorism, yeah, this whole like men become aroused through their eyes, women become aroused through their ears. The reason why I put this on the list is because reiteration is consolidation. And we need to understand and remind ourselves every time we go out there to flirt with the feminine, whether it's on the streets, at a bar, at a club, women are attracted to different things. Yeah. We we don't have the same biological attraction triggers and you know, we can talk about looks, money, status, and yeah, you know, pursue these things. Like life is a game. Like I see life as a spiritual training ground for whatever comes after this, but it's, it's, it's who you are rather than what you have. So focusing on, on building your character. Yeah. So think about 
um, like the the character of Tony Soprano from the fucking Sopranos, like James Gandolfini, like the character of him, it's it's the dominance, it's the leadership. Like I was saying before about that girl lost attraction for me because I couldn't I couldn't make a decision. Yeah, like it didn't matter what I looked like, it didn't matter what car I was driving, it didn't matter how much money I had in my bank account. She lost attraction for me in that moment because I didn't step into my masculinity. I almost abandoned her in that moment. She knew she couldn't trust me, dude. It doesn't matter how symmetrical my face is. It doesn't matter about my fucking jawline doesn't matter how tall i am she knew in that moment this guy sucks i can't trust him i don't care about anything else and it's so true right so focusing on building your character as a human being yeah that's your ultimate purchasing power in the sexual marketplace and to be honest like the best way that i've found to build my character has been through solo travel all right so i, I can't i don't know how many countries i've been to in my life but I did over 20 countries last year. And also last year, I experienced so many personal vicissitudes, which shaped me as a human being. Yeah, I remember <laughs> I remember trying to coach Ephraim in Vegas and getting banned from America. I was getting like, I made the video anyway, you probably watched it, like I got banned from the USA, just typing Christian Casanova, banned from USA. That was a whole thing in itself. Um, just being like grilled in an interrogation room, um when i was in brazil at the start of last year like I'd, all my bank cards all my bank accounts got frozen and have any money i was getting threatened to kick out getting kicked out of my airbnb like everything that could have gone wrong did go wrong it's all documented on the channel but yeah point being if if you're still existing in the same ecosystem if you're still in your small city that you grew up in if you're still spending time with the same five people you went to school with like how much do you actually know about the world yeah this is the reason why i don't resonate with most people in my family because most people in my family have never left their small hometown yeah so if i tell my family oh, i'm going to brazil i'm going to thailand i'm going to Istanbul, it's always like, oh, it's scary there. I've heard really bad things about that. Oh, you're going to London. I've heard really bad things about London. It's like, how do you know this? Oh, I watched the news or someone told me, <laughs> you know, and, and an entire worldview gets shaped by hearsay. And that's not the way to be. So yeah, solo travel, just getting yourself into more shit, getting yourself into a bit of trouble here and there, you know, not, not, not being so fucking square and just thinking that, oh, it's all about, you know, making money and becoming this high value man who sits at the, stands at the bar with the imaginary, like fucking like imaginary lats and a barrel between his legs, just posturing. It's like, it's not that like, you know, it's about having those rough edges. It's ha having those, those stories that are like life on the road, like, um, on the road by Jack Kerouac. That's a great, that's a great book. Um, anyway, uh, Epiphanova number eight is mindset. Okay. So mindset is its own topic in itself, but this quote, I think encapsulates mindsets, especially when it comes to attracting hot girls. So in life, you don't get what you deserve. You get what you think you deserve. So having this sense of entitlement is healthy entitlement, like where you can look at a beautiful girl and think to yourself, yeah, I'm worthy of that. Or looking at like a beautiful car or a beautiful house or any aspirational thing and think, yeah, I can get that. Not rejecting yourself on your behalf, but also I think an even better mindset rather than thinking, oh, I'm worthy of this person. It's here's a beautiful person. Let me go and see if she's cool enough to invite into my reality. Yeah. Viewing everyone as auditioning to become a part in your own movie. Yeah. And I think it begins by writing your personal renaissance document, all right? So I spoke about this in, in, in previous live streams, but this is an exercise that I'm getting all the members inside my entourage to do this week, and then we're going to read um, our own aloud 
in Sunday's group coaching call. So a personal renaissance document, you basically write down your ideal reality and you refer to yourself in the third person. So as an example, you can write something like, Christian can attract any woman he wants. Christian is swimming in high quality options. Christian's DMs are flooded with Vic Victoria's Secret models who are desperate to have his babies. Like you get the idea. You're just, you're writing these, 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 lo these lofty goals and you're, you're referring to yourself in the third person. So it sounds as though someone else is saying it. For me, this allows the affirmation to carry greater emotional weight, but this all ties in to your mindset. Like what I found to be true is you need to have irrational faith, like delusional optimism. But above all else, you need to know what it actually is that you want. Yeah. Plato said, people who tell stories rule the world. Yeah. This whole like acting as if like, I live my life like I'm already a millionaire. I just don't have the money in my pocket yet. And there's a quote, quote by John Milton, which I think really helps uh, elucidate this. So the mind is its own place and in itself can make a heaven of hell, a hell of heaven. Yeah. So perception is reality. Like I said at the start of this live stream, even if it's not real, we make it real by believing in it. So yeah, just having a rational faith in your own abilities. Yeah. Um, Epiphanova number nine is you have no idea what she's into. This is such a cheat code when it comes to attracting beautiful girls. So there will be a subsection of beautiful girls in this world who fucking love whatever it is that you've got, who just like you for you. And I think one of the parts of this, of navigating this whole sexual marketplace is finding our girls. Yeah, I don't believe in the notion of, of the one, but I do believe in the concept of soulmates. And I believe that there are women who've been put on this earth specifically for us. And life is almost like this Easter egg hunt in a way where we need to find these women who we have these immediate cosmic connections with, right? And like, we we don't know what she's into. We don't know what her type is. I think a lot of the times, us guys, we've got this image, this archetype in our mind of the perfect guy, the guy who she's going to be into. But one of my entourage members on a recent group coaching call blessed us with this amazing mindset where he was like, I struggled for a long time rejecting myself on a girl's behalf because as soon as I saw a beautiful girl, my mind would, would immediately think, oh, she won't like me. So what he did was he reframed it. He changed one word of that sentence. So rather than saying she won't like me, um, sorry, he changed the sentence from she, she won't like me to she might like me right? So she might like me, she might like you, she might be into you, erring on the side of optimism, because ultimately, we don't know what she likes, we don't know what she's into. I remember, I think it was um, in my secret garden, there was a story of this woman who <laughs> she she had this she had this kink in a way, where she she went for guys who had the ugliest faces. Yeah, so all of this like looks maxing, all this black pill bullshit. He was this beautiful girl who <laughs> made an act effort to pull guys who had the ugliest faces. And also women's women's feelings are forever fluctuating depending on what time of the month it is, depending on where she's at in her ovulation cycle, even depending on what literature she's reading her type can change in any given moment. And you could just, it could just be a case of right girl, right time. You could be an ugly fucker, right? But 
her buying temperature might be high. Maybe she just watched, maybe she just watched Shrek on ice. <laughs> and now she's, she's thinking about, yeah, I really want some like really ugly brute to just come over and approach me. Like we don't know. Again, read My Secret Garden by Nancy Friday, because that will blow your entire reality. But we have no idea what she's into. The more you open, the more you close, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. Just say to yourself, she might like me, she might be into me, and then go find out, right? Otherwise, just ruminating in your own egoic self-absorption. Um, and epiphenola number 10 is <laughs> purpose over punani, all right? So purpose over punani. Beautiful women are a beautiful byproduct of a beautiful life. And I think I've made the point before that for me, the, the purpose of life, the meaning of life is the fulfillment of a promise. Yeah. So I believe before I was put on this earth, I made a pact with God to fulfill some lifelong purpose. And I believe what I'm doing now, speaking to you, sending optimism down this live stream, this is this is in alignment with my purpose. If you're waking up every day and you're excited to be you, then that's it. Like that's everything, right? And 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 the the whole like you know she wants to be invited into an adventure she doesn't want to be the adventure like dude i have so many sleepless nights these days not because i'm stressed but because i'm i'm struggling to sleep because i'm so excited like, i'm so excited about who i am i'm so excited about who i'm becoming i'm like you know i'm struggling to get to sleep because i'm thinking about the next live stream i'm thinking about talking to my guys in the entourage i'm thinking about the next project or i'm thinking about the next country that i want to go and conquer like and, and i think this this is it like like finding finding your reason for being, yeah, finding your North Star of excellence, finding the thing that drives you, because then women almost become a secondary figure in regards to your overall purpose. Yeah, I know people always talk about, oh, find your purpose, find your hashtag purpose, but I don't think women should be our main driving force. I think they should come along for the ride. I think they are a smaller part of an even greater process, which is the fulfillment of of this promise, yeah. So, um, what was it? Oh yeah, I just made the point here that um, my ability to attract beautiful girls went through the roof once I became more established in life. It's so true. Like this is what I mean when when I'm when I'm talking about operating from a place of wholeness rather than from a place of lack. It's right. I know myself. I'm finding fulfillment beyond the feminine and. She's just kind of coming along for the ride, you know. And I've got, I've got a life beyond women. So yeah, beautiful women are a beautiful byproduct of a beautiful life. So yeah, prioritizing purpose over punani. I think that's just super important. Um, you don't want your entire reason for being to become attached to the feminine. I think it's okay for a time being. Like I say, if you have that ninety-day obsession period where yeah, you give yourself full permission to just go hard with cold approach, but don't get stuck there. Yeah, learn day game. Don't become a day gamer. It's not, don't be one of those guys who's just parading around the pavements for eight hours and, you know, just fucking talking to a girl in the fucking mall. It's like, you know, we need to be more. I, I've told, it's not day game, it's not night game, it's life game. Yeah, it's about becoming the the greatest, most magnetic, fuckable version of you and then using game as a way of delivering your value to the world, yeah? If you've got no value to give, then you're going to struggle when it comes to attracting women. So um, yeah, if you're watching this, we've gone on for a long time, but I just wanted to drop massive amounts of value. Uh, if you've been listening to the live stream all the way through, uh, drop it a like, 
it just tells me that you're enjoying the live streams and you want to see more of these Casanovian esoteric expostulations. So yeah, um, like the live stream, um, all information for joining the entourage is below, first link in the description. Um, and DM me the word Stockholm on Instagram if you're interested in the beauty desensitization workshop, which is happening in July. So DM me Stockholm or DM me Entourage if you're interested in joining the Entourage. So yeah, DM me the word Stockholm on Instagram at Christy Magician. Um, love you boys very much. Speak with you tomorrow. We'll do it all again. Uh, I'll leave you with the, the setting sun of the lakes.